Good morning, good evening, good night. This is the Be Yourself Podcast presented to you by the one and only Vendad. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. And remember, worry less, trust more, and enjoy the journey. Let's get it. The first part of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The first part of the month. Wake up, wake up. You know, I've been lacking on my personal podcast. And it's not by purpose. I told you guys I'm still going to try to do two a week. It's just I've been caught up with life. And on top of it, something was going on with my login for my personal podcast. A lot of issues. But now I fixed all the issues. So I'm going to be back to doing as much as I can as possible. I won't even say a specific number because I don't want to say something and then you guys are looking forward to it and then I don't live up to it. So... Just know I'm never going to stop doing this personal podcast. And if you guys never got the chance yet, go check out my podcast with BR. It's called Complex Simplicity. We have three episodes out now. And so far we had two guests. First one was just us. Second episode we had one of our close friends on, a female. And third episode we had Beaks on. And we spoke about Vlogasaw and stuff like that. I'm going to mention some more things about Vlogasa throughout this podcast because somebody asked me a question about it recently and I'm like, huh? It's a weird question, but it probably really wasn't weird. I just took it as weird, but we'll get around to that after. Hope you guys have been great. I hope March has been lovely for you guys. The weather is not that bad. Not too many negative days. Like You can actually walk around to some degree outside. You know, you can't really just hang out outside yet, but you can walk around outside and you won't be freezing. So that's a plus for sure, you know, and it should only be up from now. You know, we should get to the 12 degrees, then the 18 and, you know, the steady 20s, you know, then the odd 30s throughout the summer. And today I'm going to start this off by talking about the single life. Because I'm noticing a lot more people in my life saying that they could be single for the rest of their life and I was one of the people that used to say that I would be okay with that until I got into a relationship again I'm like ah I don't think I would want to live alone for the rest of my life I like and love and enjoy and appreciate having someone by my side so I just want to say a few things that came to mind like some people get a house by themselves and realize After a while, they feel lonely. First, they wanted it for a peace of mind. And getting a house feels like an achievement for sure. It is an achievement. What the fuck am I saying? It is an achievement. But imagine getting that on your own and that must put a big battery in your back. You're probably thinking, like, I don't need anyone. Like, I did this on my own. But eventually you get to a place where those rooms are empty. And you want to fill them. You want to create memories in your home, not just by yourself. And if you're not living that bachelor life or throwing parties at your house all the time, then you're going to live a very lonely life. Or if you don't have like siblings over and stuff like that, you're going to live a boring life to some degree, just having a house. You know, usually you get a house to start a family, to do something. Maybe maybe you just want to do it for investment purposes. I don't know, but I feel like it's important to get a house and Fill those rooms, man. 
Not just with furniture, with people. Some women want to be single for the rest of their, their life and realize that they have a car issue and they have to speak to a man about their car issue or something. It could be any of those type of things. Or they get to a place in life where they don't want to do work around the house like mowing the lawn, shoveling the snow, all those type of things. They don't personally want to do it, especially if they're working a lot and they could be like a single mother, you know, like um, that takes a lot from you, being a single mother, working a job and then doing everything around your home. You know, it's just like, ah, that's a lot of work. You know, it's good to have a man around. And then some men think they want to be single for the rest of their life. Then they have those long, busy-ass days and they come home and they don't have someone there for them to support them and show them some type of affection. And if they do have someone, it's only someone that's there at like a temporary level. It's not someone that's always going to be there. It's not someone that's actually set in stone with them. And that, for me, can cause anxiety if I have someone in my life and I don't think they're really for me. They're just there, but they're there like that for other people as well. I'll still feel lonely to some degree because I know that person isn't really just there for me. They belong to a lot of other people. So I like the feeling of knowing like after those long days, I can come home to something that's actually for me. Well, it feels like that to some degree. You know, my favorite, my favorite line is, what's that line? My favorite line is when she tells me that it only belongs to me. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines. For some men, that's their favorite lie. When a girl says, yo, this only belongs to you. We know you guys are lying sometimes, but I like when it's not a lie. When the person says it and they really mean it and I can feel it. And it's vice versa. And... I've been on vacations alone. It was great. But there's nothing better than having someone there to create memories with. Those memories that you can only speak to certain individuals about. And your woman is one of those people. You create those memories with them and you're just like, wow, this is great. And there's no better feeling of, of having a bunch of mimosas and having great sex at the end of the day on vacation, you know? Nothing better than that. And some people are so caught up in like the 20 to 30% that they don't like about somebody that they go through life being super picky, thinking they're better than everyone else, thinking that they can replace people with money, even though they know people make money. I'll always drill this stuff into people's brain. Humans make money. We made money from the beginning of time. We created this currency. <laughs> so if you're trading money for people, then I understand why people think that way. But in reality, that's terrible. And I understand that money runs the world right now. But in the end, the money is not going to matter as much as those people that you stuck it through with. When you're on your deathbed, you can't have a million dollars surrounding your deathbed. You want people there supporting you as you're about to die, people checking on you and all that type of stuff. I know a woman, not personally, but she is rich, house paid off, all these things. And she has no one around her and she's depressed, super depressed. 
Her kids don't come to see her. Nothing. She's just there by herself. And God knows what she did to her kids. But look at the way she's going out. Her family's not around her. She's probably losing her mind sometimes. She's in her 80s. She's probably just going through it a lot. You know, I know she wishes that she could trade some of that money for people right now. And that's why I always take a million friends over a million dollars. Because if you have a million friends, like genuine friends, do you know how crazy that is? As I said before, you can sell a product for $15 to each of these people, to a million people, and you do the math. Do the math. <laughs> so I'd rather have a million friends over a million dollars. I'd rather have a million people at my funeral instead of a room full of paper money at my funeral. Like, it makes no sense to me, but it is what it is. And recently, recently, someone asked me why I always wear something VG. So I looked at them and I'm like, if you have the opportunity to meet someone from Balenciaga, ask them why they're always in Balenciaga. <laughs> ask them that question. And then I looked at him like, yo, you're always in Nikes. Do you have a stock of Nike? No. So why do you keep asking me why I wear VG all the time? It makes no sense. And one reason why I wear VG, because I know the owners. I'm one of the owners. I know where they came from and I know what they stood for and what they stand for today. Some of these brands didn't even want black people in their clothing. But now they're teamed up with us to get more sales and to look more hip and a part of the culture. Vlog Asah didn't, didn't have to do none of that stuff. Vlog Asah was built for everyone. For everyone. We give out clothes to homeless people. We don't discriminate. We don't give a fuck. And from the day we started it, it's been like that. We never said, oh, we don't want this community in our clothes or that community. No, it was always for everyone. As I said, VG was created to style people, not style on people. We wanted people to feel a part of a community. We know how important it is to feel a part of something, especially when you grew up the way we grew up. You know, getting cool items made us feel something because our area was, you know, a little rugged and rough for us. So whatever we can get that like probably had like expensive price tag or made us feel more, I don't know, more better about ourselves. Like if we can go purchase a cool, nice car, it made us feel really nice inside. Like, yo, we can really do this. And that's what VG gives me. Like I'm creating something for those people. Like. It makes them feel cool when they get it. It feels like they're a part of something. They feel like they look stylish. They feel like they feel something. They feel something. But one thing I always remember is that black people buy outside of our race the most. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to be mindful that the stepping stones that some of our businesses that we create ourselves that we're going through those stepping stones. Next companies before us that's been here for a hundred years went through those same things. So we have to allow each other to grow and get better material or get better resources, whatever we're doing. Because if you sit down and think about it, 
look how much we buy outside of our community. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that because I would want people outside of my community buying from me as well too. But I'm just going to break down how much we buy outside of our community and we wonder why <laughs> we lack certain things. So we buy guns from companies owned by who? And who do we usually use them on? That's just one. We buy clothing owned by who? We usually work for jobs created by who? We buy furniture from who usually? <laughs> when we buy food, who is it usually owned by? When we go to car companies, who usually owns these companies? We buy books written by who usually? We buy shoes and who usually owns these shoe companies? Life is a joke to me because when you sit down and think about it, like I don't like to sit around complaining about the lack of opportunity black people have because I'd rather just create opportunity for myself and for them. And if it doesn't come off like that, then I guess that's up to other people to deem, but that's what I'm doing. I'm not complaining about anything. I'm just trying to create opportunity for my people. Most people just complain and say, oh, they're, wor they're worthless and they don't want to work and stuff like that. Okay, but what are you doing to help out that community? You're just complaining about it. You're not adding help to the fucking community. You're just talking. So life to me is a joke, but I take it serious enough to add something I created to this world. I don't care if I work 100 hours a week at a job. I still will go home and take care of what I'm creating myself. And that can live on besides just a house or a car. Opportunity can live on forever if I keep on doing what I need to do, and that's stemming down to helping other people. And it took me long enough to add something from me to this world. And I'm never going to stop now. My people picked cotton. My people picked cotton for years, and now I'm selling cotton. My people were silenced for years, and now I speak up on podcasts. And I will double down on what I say and stand on my own if needed. Some people complain about the lack of opportunity for our people, but don't create anything for our people to be proud of or to support. It's like they don't understand that black creators are needed. And I have nothing against any other race. If anything, they inspire me and I'll still buy from them and work with them. It's not about me being against anyone else. I'm just saying, what are we doing for ours? We need to do more for us. And some black people are all talk and no walk. Some black people will see a black man or a black woman that owns a business, but they may have a black, I mean, a white husband or a white wife. And instead of supporting the business, they'll just complain about the relationship. Like, come on. <laughs> the pettiness is just like, bro, who cares? Who gives a fuck? Instead of worrying about creating an environment or jobs that we enjoy that help the black dollar, we complain about the people that aren't working. I understand our family before us just shut up and worked. Especially black men. But now we're in a time where black people can start things and be successful. We can work and start a business. We have the internet. So there's no excuses. As I said, 
I don't mind putting in a hundred hours of work. I just need to know I'm starting something on the side that can provide opportunity for me and for my people. But I just want to serve. I need to help instead of talking about what people aren't doing. I want to help. And I spoke to my girl about this before. I really strongly believe that people that been through the court system, they gone to jail and everything, if they're really changed, why not offer them a job in that same system to help out people? Because they can relate to the people in the system. They can feel the way they feel. Instead of just getting this random person talking to them that came from fucking the suburbs, they can actually sit down and talk to somebody like me. Somebody that actually has been through the system. Someone that actually is changed. Someone that's not committing no more crimes or anything. But instead, we stamp them with, oh, you have a criminal record, and now they have less opportunity out there. So what happens to those type of people? They usually... Go back to the same crimes or they work in a warehouse. And I'm not making excuses for anyone. I'm just saying we should provide better opportunities instead of complaining about what people are doing. We just mainly depend on the government to provide us with more jobs. But what about us providing ourselves with more jobs and opportunities and providing our community with more jobs and opportunities? What about us? Why do we always leave it up to those people in power? Those same people that created all these laws for us. Once upon a time, those same people, their bloodline, were killing our people too. The same people that created these laws we live by. What do you think they were doing to us before these laws? They created some of these laws, just like policing. Beeks and I spoke about policing. They created policing to catch and chase runaway slaves. This is what things are built off of and we're just here depending on the government and not depending on the way we think too. Like where is our own power too? We just gave them all of our power. So we just do whatever they want us to do. And we don't do what we want to do. It's kind of backwards to me to some degree. And it's like, it's like the school system is just a very old system. Like the school system needs to update. I already spoke about this on this podcast from when I first started this podcast, I feel like kids need more opportunity to do things that will really help them outside of school. But instead, school just gears them up to live their life like school is their whole life. So after school, they go back to school. Nothing's wrong with this either. I'm not down talking anyone that lived this life or that's living this life. So you go to school, then you go to school again, right? Then you go to get a job. Usually, that's the norm. You get a job. So you're Basically, your boss is like your teacher all over again. And then the CEO is like the principal. You know what I mean? But you're just trying to please them throughout your whole life. And you're neglecting yourself. Who is taking care of you? Yes, you're pleasing all these people at work. You're great at your job. But what are you doing for yourself? Yes, you have money. But what are you doing for yourself? Well, after work, you just drink wine or you go chill with the boys and get drunk and that's you doing something for your life? No. What are you doing to help your situation get better so you don't need to always depend on this teacher? What are you doing to create more opportunity for yourself so you can create more opportunity for others? I get it. Money will help that. But if the money that you're creating for yourself is only helping you so 
helping you and the little people around you, you're not really providing a lot of opportunity. And it kind of sounds fucked up because I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like degrading people, but not everyone is going to just do what they need to do in this life. Not everyone's going to have kids and take care of them. Not everyone's going to be like that. So if you're in a position where you're making a good amount of money and you can create something outside of that job to help others, then why not do it? To make the world go around 